0: I'm just a Christian girl Won't ever talk about. We're keeping it real, raw, and true. This is Christian Girl in a Godless World with Dominique Duar. Well, welcome everyone to Christian Girl in a Godless World. I'm so, so happy to be back here with you guys. I've missed you so very much and I'm just glad that you're here today. I'm glad that you came back to listen to this podcast and to just be sharpened in your relationship with God. And I'm really, really excited because I have a guest today and her name is Kristen Clark from Girl Defined Ministries. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to have her here today. And uh, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself a little bit so everybody know who you are.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, too. I am. My sister Bethany and I founded Girl Defined Ministries a couple years ago, and our passion is similar to yours, just helping women understand God's design for their lives and who He says we are in His Word and not who we think we are or who the world says we are or who the guys in our life say we are, but who God says we are. So really helping women everywhere become girls defined by God. It's the journey we're on. Um, it's a journey we'll be on until we die, learning more about that and seeking to live our lives for God's glory. But it's a fun one. Um, I'm also yeah. from Texas, so kind of proud of that. You know, got my yes. Texas state pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've been married to my husband Zach for we're actually coming up on ten years, which is crazy wow. to me. I oh, feel like so we just amazing. got married. I know. So we're so excited to celebrate 10 years and yeah, just living life and loving the Lord and trying to stay cool in hot Texas.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad you guys are getting a hot weather because I am in Indiana and it is cold and I'm just like, I'm ready Ooh. for this weather to go away. <laughs> I bet.
1: Yeah. So like we're already getting glimpses of summer, but I mean, in Texas, it's kind of like summer year round with cold fronts. That's our winter It's like, Oh, look, oh, the cold wow. front. it's winter. <laughs> and And then it's summer again, so it's nice actually. The weather right now is actually beautiful. Um, but it's probably going to get hot really soon. So we're trying to soak up these last few days of spring for us.
0: <laughs> yes, understandable. And yes, congratulations to 10 years of marriage. That is so amazing. Oh, my goodness. Like, Thank I, you. You're very welcome. Like, I have been married to my husband, uh, Marco, for two years now. Aww. So I, I, I am so grateful for when we can make it. Hopefully we make it to 10 years, Lord willing. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yes.
1: Well, by yes. God's grace, you will, right? With his help and his strength, and you'll make it there.
0: Yes, definitely. Amen. Amen to that. Yes. So, yeah. So I know we're talking today about relationships. So just tell me a little bit about um, just why relationships are are just so important in this regard, just when it comes to to godly relationships.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think every girl listening knows that relationships are on the mind of us as girls, right? I think from a young Mm -hmm. age, so many of us, we... We dream about that day when we're going to meet that perfect someone. And, you know, I remember as a little girl watching Disney movies and just, you know, even though I was so young, it was forming and shaping my perspective on relationships and this kind of happily ever after story. And so I think so many of us, you know, as young girls grow up with this perspective of, okay, you know, someday when the timing's right, I'm going to meet my perfect Prince Charming. We're going to get married. We're going to sail off into the sunset and life's going to be perfect. And then Mm -hmm. what most of us experience isn't exactly that as far as just relationships are complicated and, you know, we're sinners and there's brokenness and things don't always work out the way that we'd hoped or we make decisions that we never thought we'd make. And we're, we're grappling with that and wondering, okay, well, does God have a good design for love and romance and relationships? Does he have anything to say about this part of my life? Because I feel so confused. And I remember feeling that many times as a younger woman. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I really went to God's word. And I studied what he had to say about mm-hmm. love and romance and how navigate that before you're married, like in your singleness and then into dating engagement into marriage. Like God's word has so much to offer, um, Mm -hmm. which is my sister Bethany and I wrote a book called love defined, and it's all Mm -hmm. about embracing God's vision for lasting love and satisfying relationships. And yeah, I just have such a heart for it because I know it's something that every single one of us as women, um, it's a, it's questions that we have and God's word has so
0: much answers. So I'm excited to hopefully bring some of that hope in this conversation today. Yes, definitely. And I'm I'm so excited to hear that. And and when I saw that you guys wrote that book, Love to Find, I was like, Yes, this book is just so important. Mm. And I mean, man, because we need that, you know, especially young women, we need that in today's, you know, in today's age. It's Absolutely. so important. So, you know, just from your opinion, just kind of getting into this book a bit. Um, so uh when did you write this book, Love to Find?
1: oh gosh (laughs) it was a couple years ago you know there's we've had another book come out since all about sex and intimacy and purity for for single women so we're like Mm -hmm. oh, love to find was right before that so it must have been around 2018 that it came out and you know it was really interesting because when we wrote this book Bethany she's married now my sister but she was 100% single had no idea if she would ever get married she was mid to late 20s when Mm -hmm. we co-authored this and I had already been married for maybe I don't know, like seven years at that time. And so it was very interesting for us to bring these two perspectives of, um, one married woman, one single woman, and talking about God's design for love and how it impacts both of us in each of our seasons, um, 100%, right? It's not like, Oh, one of us has more questions than the other. Like we both had so many questions and in our research, as we study God's word, it was so fun to see how God brought about a resource that was so relevant for each of our seasons and, um, just, yeah, unpacking his design for where each of us are at knowing so many women who read it are going to be in each of those seasons so yeah it's been a few mm-hmm. years now since it came out
0: wow that sounds so amazing and I love you know when you said that at the time when you all wrote it you were married and your sister was single and I think that's really important to have both of those sides you mm-hmm, know being able mm-hmm. to know you know what it's like you know being a single woman and then what it's like to be a married woman like right you know women they need both of those perspectives so I think that was really important in I think that added an extra element, you know. Yeah, I think
1: it did. Yeah, because, you know, and I get this sometimes, like, actually, before my sister got married, I kept telling her, like, you have such a great ministry. Look, you're able to relate to all the single girls in ways that I can't exactly because I'm married. And I know a lot of single girls will email us and say, like, this was before my sister got married because she just got married like a year and a half ago. And they'll say, (laughs) yeah, so pretty recently she got married at 30. I mean, she has her own story of thinking, oh, she's going to get married young and just trusting God with her journey. Mm -hmm. But it was really cool to see. God use that because so many single girls would email us or DM us on social media and say, Hey, I love hearing from Bethany because she's in this season. She gets it. Like she's in the midst of trusting God with this. And so like, Mm -hmm. I totally relate to her, you know, and then, you know, my, my stuff, like when I would share, of course they, it was still impactful, but they're like, you know, it's so great to hear from someone who's walking this right now. So yeah, it was cool to see how God brought about this resource while we were in those different seasons and just how that allowed us to connect to more women.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's, that's so great. So yeah, just getting into more about your book. So, um, so what do you say in your opinion, what are some of the most common dating mistakes women make? Ooh,
1: most common mistakes. Well, Mm -hmm. how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) I've made a lot of them myself I think some of the big ones that come to mind is that we we allow our feelings and infatuation to drive our decisions right and so Mm, like and that's that's like what all the Disney movies are about like the the chick flicks it's like oh cupid strikes there's this incredible amount of feelings that rush over you and you see this man and he's your your soulmate and then you rush off into the sunset and marry him you know like that's like every chick flick and you know he's this like handsome guy that's gonna come save you and you know yeah there's romance. Romance. Like it's beautiful, but I think where we go wrong in relationships is we try to base our real life relationships off of movies. And we feel like we we allow our feelings to be the defining factor for whether or not it's a good and healthy and god-on in relationship. And so in dating, you know, so often you'll hear like people talk about well, you know, do you feel like he's your soulmate? Do you feel like you have a connection? You know, do you feel mm-hmm. like what does your heart tell you? And you know, the Bible offers us some pretty good wisdom about not listening to our hearts exclusively because they are very deceptive and our emotions aren't always based in facts. And so yes. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes. I totally made this. I was in a relationship with a guy before I married my now husband and I just was so infatuated. Felt like, Oh, like, you know, he's just amazing. And I wasn't really open to hearing a lot of opinions from, you know, the godly people in my life about maybe some mm-hmm. red flags that they were seeing in this relationship. Cause I just, I had my perspective and it felt right. And I, the emotions were there and, you know, I thought he was really good looking and um you know there were some issues and it took me a long time to finally see those to hear the wisdom and so i think that's probably one of the biggest things is just being led by our emotions rather than by god's word um opening mm-hmm. our ears to the wisdom of those around us and actually inviting people into the relationship process and saying hey will you hold me accountable will you speak into this relationship um you know having a godly woman that we can talk to about the relationships that we're navigating because that outside wisdom and counsel and that perspective that's you know removed from the emotions of the relationship and i'm not saying there shouldn't be emotions there should they just shouldn't be the Mm -hmm, driving force right they shouldn't be the determining factor for whether or not it's a good um, relationship and so yeah i think that's probably one of the biggest things that comes to mind
0: wow yeah and I totally agree with that because I have definitely made those mistakes Mm. before I got married and it you know and it was constant it was it wasn't just like a one time thing it was constant yeah I'm just like why do I keep getting myself into these situations yes yes (laughs) it was just so difficult and I'm just like Lord what am I doing wrong and he's like you know God really convicted me about just what I was doing when I was dating and just about how I, I wasn't doing it in the realm of really seeking him mm, and really right. saying, Lord, how do you want me to date? You know, who do you want me, you know, to involve myself with? You know, how will this bring you glory? And I think a lot of women do get caught up in the Hollywood and the fairy tales and, you know, because they look at all of the, the lovey dovey movies like the notebook. Yes. And, you know, that's you know one of my favorite movies. Mm, <laughs> right. It <laughs> always like, makes me emotional. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Yes. It's, you know, they get caught up in, in those fairy tales and then they, you know, it, it brings them out of reality. It's like, come back to reality. Like, you know, this, you, you have to be able to know what, what God is leading you to do and be led just by his spirit you know when you're dating Mm -hmm. it's so important
1: yeah I know I think sometimes we feel it might feel like kind of odd like oh how do I bring God into my dating relationship almost like
0: Mm -hmm. this but
1: you're right it's like God has to be at the center of it and first and foremost like I know for me when I finally ended that relationship which was really hard and I think that's another thing that's so crucial is once you realize a relationship is not God honoring like it's not healthy you know maybe wise people in your life have said hey this isn't good and you you're starting to see it, um, having the courage Mm -hmm, to end it, right? And not staying in it for longer because you feel bad or because you don't want to lose the guy or you're afraid of never getting in another relationship. So their fear kind of keeps you there. But really asking God to give you the strength to take that courageous step of saying, you know, the best thing for both of us would be to end this relationship because it's not healthy. It's not God honoring. Um, and so when I had yeah. to face that and it sounds like you have faced it too, it is so hard. I'm yes. like in and of myself, I, I felt so weak. And so I remember even talking to my parents, like, can you help me navigate this? Because I feel like I'm just going to cave. Like I'm still attached to this person. And just on every emotional level, it's like, Oh, it was the hardest thing. And I just remember for after I ended it for like weeks, I just felt so sad and like, almost like I had lost Mm -hmm. a best friend, almost like someone had died, even though, you know, it was just the relationship ended, but those feelings can be so strong and so hard to work through. So again, so important to, to not isolate ourselves, to not get in our bubble, but to invite godly wise people into the relationship to help us, help us navigate these things.
0: Yes, that's so true. I mean, everything you just said, like I have literally experienced mm. that. And I did, I had a relationship where I I wouldn't even say me and this guy were really like in a relationship, but we dated Um, kind of on and off for like six years, Mm. and I really, really got attached to this. And I actually also wrote a book about um, celibacy, sex and celibacy, called Present Your Body. Oh wow! And um, I talk about this, this particular relationship, and how you know it really put me in a deep soul tie. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: you know, I didn't realize how attached I was to this man. You know, until later, until it was time to break it off. And, you know, oh, yeah. God was leading me to let it go. It, I mean, it hurt me to my core. Oh, yes. And I'm just like, what is going on right mm-hmm. now? <laughs> it hurts so bad, but I knew it was what I needed, you yeah. know? Yeah. I knew it was what I needed. Yeah.
1: Oh gosh. It's like that moment of like, will I choose like faithful obedience to Christ or will I, Mm -hmm. will I stay in this because it's easier in the moment, but it's so like, I always tell young women, I'm like, don't just think about, you know, the pain of the breakup or the pain of the next week or two or month. Think 10 years down the road. Like if there's so many, issues now in the relationship like where do you think things are going to be five ten years from now if it even lasts that long like if y'all were to get married because mm-hmm. i think you know so often we want to take the easier route because we don't want to face the pain right like we both know and anyone yeah. listening who's been through a breakup knows it is so 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 hard but we can't let the pain of the moment keep us in longer for a relationship that's just going to keep most likely getting worse and worse and worse and who knows what's going to happen down the road um so yeah just asking right. god like to take that courageous step to kind of face the pain head on Um, surround yourself with people who can help you walk through it and then just seek the Lord like never before. And just like my story, and it sounds like yours, as the months go by, you look back and you're like, thank you, Lord, that I got out of that. Thank you for giving me the courage to do that because it needed to happen. And I'm so grateful I made that choice.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I pray you ladies that are listening are encouraged by this because you know we're both saying you know we've mm-hmm. been there so even if you're there right now you know know that it's it's not you know a permanent thing it's temporary yeah. but you also have to make the first step you know and and moving mm-hmm. forward and getting yourself out of that out of that situation so that God can truly heal you and bring you to a place where you can you know be in a in a God-centered relationship because that's that's yes. what's important yes yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So just to transition, um, just getting into more of that. So what would you say is a downfall of not, uh, of being in a relationship that is not God-centered? Mm.
1: You know, it's when we, as Christian women, as we step back and, you know, Christian men too, but since this is for women thinking of, you know, what is the purpose of my life as a Christian? And at the core purpose of our life, it's that we would glorify God and that we would become more like Christ. And our relationships should be, um, pushing us toward that foundational goal of of being a Christian that should be at the center. And so, if we're in a dating relationship that's doing the opposite, you know, let's say there's um, just there's not you're not seeking Christ together. There's constant um, sin in the relationship, whether sexually or other sin, and it just seems like man, we're trapped. We can't get out of this. Um, that we know this isn't honoring mm-hmm. to God. But what are we going to do? And you just see these patterns over and over of wow, this relationship is not glorifying God, and it's not helping me become more like Christ, then, you know, I think those are two simple gauges that we could use to evaluate how healthy is this relationship? How Christ centered is it? Because I know that can be a vague term, like, you know, keep Christ at the center of your relationship, or is it God honoring? And sometimes it feels kind of fuzzy, like, well, what does that mean? How do I know? And I just Mm -hmm. have found those two simple questions of, is this pushing me closer to Christ? And does this glorify God? I think that will reveal a lot, sometimes more than we want to, we want to see, um, because it's hard to sometimes see the truth, but yeah, those are the, that's the biggest thing because over time, if you, if you choose to stay in that relationship that you know is not doing those two things for you then as a Christian, you know, what are you doing? Like you're not even living out your core right. purpose of why God created you of what your purpose and calling is as a Christian in this world. And so I think that should be such a big wake up call of like, you know, maybe my priorities have gotten off. Maybe maybe I'm not loving God like he's calling me to. Maybe there's an idol in my heart. Maybe I'm valuing this relationship and this guy. Maybe I'm looking to him far more than I'm even looking to God for my satisfaction. So, just having some on moments Mm -hmm. to sit before the Lord and evaluate our heart but yeah I think a relationship that's pulling us away from Christ is is a very big red flag and something we should take very seriously
0: yes I I completely 100% agree with you and I think you know we we do get caught up Mm -hmm. we get caught up in like appearances we get caught up in status like, oh, you know, is he financially well or, you know, what does he do for a living? Yes. You know, we or we or, you know, does he look really attractive? <laughs> and then we get stuck on those things and then we miss the red flags. Like you were talking about the red mm-hmm. flags. Like we miss those. Oh, yeah. And I think it's so important that we don't get so caught up on the external and, and really search for the internal things like what is really here. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in, because he'll he'll show you. He'll tell you like, Hey, you know, look out for this. You know, they're having an issue with Mm. this, you know. But if we're so caught up in the physical the physicality and the and the external things and we miss, we miss that and
1: then we end up in those relationships.
0: Oh yeah, I know and it's where mm-hmm. things just get bad. Yeah, yeah the
1: externals, <laughs> when you were saying that I was like, yes, amen, amen, amen because it's it's such a hard balance and I know every girl can relate to this, like you want to be attracted to the person that you're in a relationship with so it is important, it's not like it doesn't matter but at the same time, the I think because of the influences of so much of our pop culture where the physical appearance is everything, you know, like especially in these Mm -hmm. movies and magazines it's like oh like the beautiful girl finds the hottest guy and they they you know live happily ever after and it's like we're trained to look at externals as the most important thing but like you're saying what where are his passions who does he love like where's his heart what's his character and in our book love defined we we tried to like nail this down like um just what are some red flags like okay so you think he's hot you feel like you have this cosmic connection you might think he's your soulmate but hey girl like here's some things to think about do you see any of these red flags and not that some of these are instant deal breakers, but just things to be aware of. And I'm just going to like read off a couple because they're so interesting to, to just like keep in mind, like one, if he has a really shallow relationship with God, like that's a red flag, you know, if Mm. you, if he's saying like, Hey, I'm a Christian and maybe he goes to church, but you can tell like, you know, he doesn't really ever talk about the Lord. Like he doesn't really prioritize like reading scripture or praying. Like you can just tell maybe he doesn't really have a strong relationship with the Lord. Like that should be something that you should want to learn more about or you know, maybe he's actually mm-hmm. pulling you down spiritually. Like he says he's a Christian, but all of the the things that you value as a Christian that you see in God's word, whether it's morality or, um, you know, prioritizing a, a local church and being involved in that or prayer, like time in the word, like maybe he's pulling you down and you see as a Christian, you're actually drifting further away from God as you're in this relationship, even if he says mm-hmm. he's a Christian or another red flag is he's stuck and trapped in a habitual sin, you know, when we all sin, but it, mm-hmm. we're, I'm talking about yes. like a habitual and something that he has not found freedom from, um, so often this can come in the form of like if he's addicted to pornography or um something sexually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some girls are like, oh, I don't even want to like broach that topic. But I'm like, you know, you've got to talk about these things eventually. <laughs> sooner than yes. later. And if he is like trapped in a habitual sin, like that's a red flag. Like he might need to take a break from the relationship and get some counsel from a godly man and seek mm-hmm. some freedom. So, I mean, just a few, like if he's pressuring you to compromise sexually and you feel like that's a constant pressure in the relationship, I would say that's definitely a red flag. Um, he is prioritizing mm-hmm, his own yeah. sexual desires, you know, his lustful desires and wanting to see those, those desires met rather than, you know, honoring you in this relationship, valuing purity, wanting to push you closer to Christ and that, um, so yeah there's there's like 10 but i'll just go i'll just leave you on those but it is so important that we do go into this wide like with our eyes wide open and look past any externals and really try to see like what is the character of this man
0: yes absolutely and i love that you list those because all of those really hit the hit the nail right mm-hmm. on the head because it's like you gotta be able to have these conversations and it can seem, you know, uncomfortable. Yes. It's like, well, that's that might be a little touchy, you know. I don't know if I wanna right. add to that. Cause that, you know, maybe that maybe that's too personal. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, you wanna know the personal world. <laughs> yes. Like you want to know every little detail. Like you need to know up front what you're exactly. dealing with so you don't you know get trapped so you don't get fooled like you want to know these things so you can know if you're in the right relationship if you're pursuing the yes. right thing. you know god will tell you based off of those responses and based off of what you can see you know in that in that guy's life like how are they really seeking the lord and if they are you know what's the evidence of it what's the fruit like do you see a fruit mm-hmm. of the spirit so i would even go deeper to say do you see the fruit the of the man. spirit in this man that that you want to be in a relationship with and if you don't that's a huge red flag like you got to really step back and be like wait a minute I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not seeing. I don't know. Cause you know, you don't have a love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I want to deal with that. Yeah, exactly. And
1: you know, I always tell girls, I'm like, you're not looking for perfection. You're looking for direction. So it's not a guy who's perfect. Like like he's not perfectly walking out every single thing in the Bible. None of us are like, we're all on this journey of sanctification growing in our love for Christ. And, you know, we all have our ups and downs, but like, what direction is he walking in? And I think that's a really good way to evaluate it. Like it's not, he's not going to be perfect, Mm -hmm. but what direction is he walking in? And I think if we are honest, we can often, we can see like, yeah, he's not really going in a direction that I want to end up one day and just having the, just being honest with ourselves as we really evaluate his character.
0: Stay tuned for part two of our conversation with Kristen Clark of Girl Defined Ministries.